Hello, good morning, and welcome back. I'm Evangelist Taylor Michael, and today I'm going to teach you the law of life. This is a supernatural, spiritual law that is only found in Jesus Christ. And if you want to learn how to live life and life abundantly and get all that Jesus paid the price for you to have, you got to stick around to the end of this. It'll change your life. So as you're jumping on this morning, I want you to type in the comments, I choose life. I choose life. And make sure you give this video a thumbs up, share it with somebody. And we're going to get into it this morning after I said good morning to Megan and Colton and Mercy and Amber, Marilyn Hobbs. It's so good to see everyone. Many Christians think they have to live life getting beat up on a daily basis. They let the devil walk all over them. They let the devil steal from them, kill them, destroy their life destroy God's plan for their life, and they don't realize that they have authority over the devil. At the end of this teaching, you will have revelation that you can live life abundantly. You can live life above natural levels that everyone else lives. You can live rich. You can live blessed. You can live healthy. You can live with peace and joy, peace of mind. And you can live life and life more abundantly. If you joined us yesterday for the law of faith, many people loved yesterday's teaching. That was a good one. There's spiritual laws that you find in the Bible. You know, there's different levels of revelation in the Bible. Good morning, Selena. There's different levels of revelation in the Bible. The top level of revelation is a historical or native or a... a historical or narrative view of the Bible where people will just read it from Genesis to maps and they'll realize that the Jews in the Old Testament were God's people and then a guy named Jesus came on the scene. He happens to be God. He died for us, paid the price for our sins, and then now Christians or now Gentiles can be born again into the kingdom of God and we can all go to heaven. That's like base level revelation that's you heard the gospel you believed the gospel and i would call that the narrative of the bible but as you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation poured out on top of you as god gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation it says in the book of proverbs 25 2 i believe that it is to god's glory that he conceals a matter meaning that there's secrets there's mysteries in god's word that he hides from people so that the people in the world can't tap into them. But it says it is to the glory of kings or the honor of kings to seek these spiritual secrets and mysteries out. That is us. By the blood of Jesus, we've entered into the Holy of Holies. The veil has been torn. We have access to the presence and person of God the Father. And we now have the ability to operate in the spirit realm at a very high level. But it requires the spirit of wisdom and revelation. When you get the spirit of wisdom and revelation that Paul talked about in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, as these spirits are poured out on your life, you begin to tap into spiritual laws. Yesterday, I taught on the law of faith. The law of faith gives you access to everything in the spirit realm. Today, I'm going to teach you the law of life. 
Go with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 2. I'm going to teach you how to live the abundant life that Jesus paid for on the cross. And make sure as you're jumping on, give this video a thumbs up. Keep sharing it with people. Let's get up to 100 people this morning again. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, I want you to underline that and highlight it in your Bible. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Did you know that when Adam ate of that fruit and he disobeyed God, he brought another spiritual law into existence, <clears throat> into this realm, into mankind, called the law of sin and death. Before, in the Garden of Eden, mankind did not operate under that spiritual law. The laws, or the law of sin and death, was not an operation in the Garden of Eden. It cannot be in the operation of the Garden of Eden. That's why Adam and Eve were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Sin and death does not belong, or does not belong, <clears throat> sin and death does not belong in the presence of God. It can't exist. The Bible says, God is the father of lights in whom there is no shadow, no variance of chains, change. Sin and death can't abide in the presence of God. But when mankind fell, they brought the law of sin and death into the natural realm. Into mankind. And it caused all to sin and fall short of the glory of God. Pastor Mark Hankin says it this way. Before you were born, if you were in your mother's womb as a baby and your parents decided to move states when you were born, whatever state you were moved to and born in is not up to you. You don't get to decide what state you're born in. Your parents decide it. So when Adam and Eve fell into sin, when they disobeyed God, all of their children, all of mankind did not get to determine whether or not we were born in this state. It just happened. But when Jesus came again, the Bible calls him the second Adam. The Bible is about two men, the first Adam and the second Adam. It says in Romans chapter 5, if by one man sin entered the world, then by the second Adam, sin has been, the power of sin and death has been eliminated. Redemption and grace has come through Jesus Christ. So one man, Adam, in the Old Testament brought sin and death. The second Adam, the Son of Man, the Son of God, came in the flesh and brought life and life abundantly. The law of the Spirit of life. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief or the devil comes to steal. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That word might means it's conditional. You get to choose whether or not you live an abundant life. That's why we say, I choose 
abundant life. Jesus said, they shall know the truth, and the truth shall set them free. The only truth that sets people free is the truth that you know. Hosea 4.6 says, my people destroy themselves due to a lack of knowledge. Because of a lack of revelation knowledge, God's people are destroyed. They're defeated. They're killed. They're stolen from. The devil walks all over them because they don't realize the life that they have in Christ. They don't realize the life of God that is in them, that quickens their mortal body, gives them the mind of Christ, gives them authority and power over all the power of the enemy. They don't realize it. So they go to church every Sunday and they get a breather. But then Monday through Saturday, people just get beat up. They get devoured. They get walked all over by the enemy. But when you get revelation of the life of God that's inside of you, that's no longer your reality. Type in the comments, I choose abundant life. How do you access life and life abundantly? The law of the spirit of life. Number one, there is therefore now no condemnation. The first step to walking in the spirit of life is you must eliminate all condemnation. Condemnation puts a lid on the life of God inside of you. The Bible says that by the letter or by the law, death came. The law that was given to Moses couldn't produce life. Only Jesus can produce life. Only the word that became flesh can produce life in you. The number one key to walking in abundant life is you must get out of condemnation. Understand that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17, and then four verses later in verse 21, it says, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you realize that what Jesus did on the cross paid for your sins, brought redemption, salvation, remission, and God has forgiven you and removed your sins as far as the east is from the west, you'll begin to see yourself how God sees you, which is a man in Christ. Somebody type in the comments, I am in Christ. My life is hidden in Christ and in God. I'm a new creature, a new creation. I am in Christ, the firstborn of the dead, the first of his type. So there is no condemnation hanging on me, as my pastor says. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm forgiven. Hebrews 9.12 says that one time Jesus entered into the holy place with his own blood. And he sprinkled it on the mercy seat. And so the blood is speaking on the altar in heaven. Saying I'm free and my sins are forgiven. 
So there's no condemnation. That's number one. No condemnation. Your past is forgiven. It's washed away. It's wiped away once and for all. You're a new creation. You're restored back to relationship with God. And not even just back to Adam's original state, but you've actually moved up higher to the very Son of God being your redemption. Now this is how you stay in a place of no condemnation. It says, For those who are in Christ and walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. As you live according to the Spirit of God in you, you don't fulfill the desires of the flesh, which are sexual immorality, drunkenness, rebellion, parties, all of these crazy desires of the flesh. As you choose not, in Galatians 5, to fulfill the desires of the flesh, instead you fulfill the desires of the Spirit of God, you will walk into life and life abundantly. Remember, you have to choose life. You don't force life. So you don't like clench your knuckles and say, I'm choosing life. No. You're just led by the Spirit of God out of sin, out of flesh, out of the carnal realm, into the Spirit. And by that, life is added unto you. Because you've decided to seek first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness. Therefore, all of these things are simply added unto you. It's a state of being led by the Spirit of God. Verse 2. For the law. Now this is what I want you to get. It is a law in the spirit realm. That Jesus gave you access to. Which means it cannot be changed. It is a law. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Has set me free from the law of sin and death. Receive revelation now. That the life of God that is inside of you. It says in verse 11. That the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me and gives life to my mortal body. The spirit of God that dwells in you has set you free from sin and death. Anything that comes with sin and anything that leads to death is no longer allowed to touch you. But the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. All of these spiritual blessings in heavenly places, like it says in Ephesians, are there waiting for you, but you must be violent and take them by force. If sickness comes on you and you say, oh no, I've got sickness, oh, I'm not feeling too good, it's going to conquer you. But if symptoms come on you, if symptoms of poverty, if symptoms of sickness, if symptoms of disease start to come your way, you take your inheritance by force, by violence in the spirit realm. Take your position in Christ. And you say, no, Mr. Devil, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. There's a great evangelist by the name of John G. Lake. And he went down to Africa to go do crusades and lead revival. And when he went down there, there was the bubonic plague was happening. People had these massive sores. 
They were dying. They, had fo- they were foaming at the mouth. It was terrible. And they were all wearing hazmat suits. All these people that were picking up the dead bodies and they were carrying people into the tents. Except for John G. Lake. And they said, Mr. Lake, we've noticed you've been down here for weeks. You've touched the bodies. You've been helping us. And yet you have not contracted the bubonic plague. Why is that? Are you immune to it? And he used this scripture. He said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And so they scooped some of the foam off of one of the dead bodies and put it on his hand. And they put it underneath a microscope. And the virus on his hand died under the microscope. Because sickness and disease can't be contracted onto a body that's full of the life of God. Sickness and disease cannot come in and steal and kill and destroy a vessel that carries the power of God. For the life, the spirit of the law of life in you has set you free from sickness. Set you free from disease and poverty and all the curse of the law. Sickness can't touch you. Poverty can't touch you. Demons can't touch you. They flee when you walk into the room. For you've been set free from the law of sin and death. Glory to God. You can't be devoured. And I'll leave you with this before I pray for people. That word life in the Greek is the word zoe. It means more abundant life. So Jesus said, I've come to give you life. That word zoe meaning more abundant life and life more abundantly. Jesus said, I've come to give you more abundant life and life more abundantly. A double portion of abundant life. But it also means totally made whole in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. Remember, there were ten lepers. Jesus healed all ten of them when when they cried out to him. And as they left, only one came back to worship him. And when that one came back to worship him, after he told all the ten, he healed them, he said, you've been made well. They all went being made well, but one came back and worshiped Jesus. And to him, he said, only one has come back to give thanks to God for what's been done for them. Go your way and be made whole. That word well and that word made whole are two different words. That word made whole is the word zoe. It's life and life abundantly. Because one remembered and recognized what God had done for him and came back and worshipped him for it. He was made whole in his body, in his spirit, and in his soul. The other nine were just made well in their body, but they weren't saved. That word zoe is the same word for salvation in the Greek. Saved. When you're saved, you have access to zoe life. When you've believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, the abundant life and life more abundantly, zoe God kind of life comes to live inside of you. And you are made whole. Spirit, soul, and body. Nothing in your spirit is unclean anymore. Nothing in your soul that's unclean is allowed to stay legally and nothing in your body. But you must choose life 
and life abundantly. When you get violent toward the devil, you will push out the law of sin and death. And the spirit of the law or the law of the spirit of life in Christ will begin to operate in your life. And you will live in abundance in every area. If you don't have abundance of health, then you haven't reached it. If you don't have abundance of peace and love and joy in your soul and your mind, your will and your emotions, then you haven't reached it yet. Any area of your life that you're not living in abundance is an area where you can grab a hold of the revelation of God's word and access that abundant life. Pastor Mark Hankins says it this way. All other religions give you lessons. Only Jesus came to give you life. And life abundantly. They said, teach us how to pray. And he said, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Make your will established in the earth as it is in heaven. That all sickness is pushed out of the earth. All poverty is pushed out of the earth. All sin, all disease, all oppression, all depression, all anxiety. The same way that none of that junk is in heaven. Give us the power to push it out of the earth. And that's what he's done by anointing you and making you born again. And putting the life of God in your spirit. When you have God's life overflowing in you, everywhere you go produces life. Jesus said, out of their belly will flow rivers of living water. So everywhere you go, you will carry the life of God. There's a river of life that flows from the throne of heaven. I believe it's in Revelation 22. The river of life flows from God's throne. And Jesus is enthroned in your heart. So that river of life literally flows through you wherever you go. Every conversation you have, the life of God comes out of you and into them. Every live stream that you're on, the life of God in me comes out of me and into you. Gives life to your mortal body. You know how many conversations I've had where people just say, I just like having you around because I just feel alive. I just feel better. That's the life of God coming into you. If you, <laughs> there's, there's people that everywhere they go, things die. <laughs> just put it that way. But then there's people that are born again, that have revelation of who's living on the inside of them. And everywhere they go, they bring life. I choose life and life abundantly. Everywhere I go, abundance follows me. Everywhere I go, health follows me. Wealth follows me. Everywhere I go, people prosper. There's increase. It's impossible for me to be around and for you to not increase. Because the life of God is in me. Every church I'm in, Every friend group I'm in, every conversation, every connection, everywhere I go, it is no longer I who live, but the life of God in Christ Jesus that lives in me. The hope of glory. Everywhere I go. 
Praise God. That's right. Colton said, where I go, the Holy Ghost goes. Jesus said in John 7, 37, those that are thirsty, let them come unto me and drink. And out of their belly will flow rivers of living water. And the Bible says, of this he spoke of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost brings that living water everywhere you go. And the glory of God will be your reward. Hallelujah. So the same way that faith is a law, so is the law of the spirit of life. When you have revelation on it and you work it, it will work. You pray in tongues. You live in the spirit. You walk by the spirit. Everywhere you go, that life will flow out of you. It'll radiate from you. In Acts chapter 5, it said it was radiating out of Peter so strong that they were laying sick people in his shadow so that as he would walk by, the life of God that was in him would touch them and they would be made well. Hey, DJ. Somebody type in the comments, where I go, life goes. Where I go, life goes. The Bible says we were dead in our trespasses. Did you know that everywhere you go, people that are not born again, they're just dead men walking. But when you show up, for some reason, they begin to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And life comes into them. And they'll receive Jesus. They'll be born again. Their old dead life will pass away and they'll be made new. Where you go, life goes. Everywhere you go, Walmart, the grocery store, your business, your school, everywhere you go, it's just dead people walking around. But you bring the life that is in Christ to make them born again. And then they'll carry the same life that you do. And everywhere that they go. Remember the Bible says, came, Jesus came to bring life into the world. And this, go to John chapter 1. I'll read this and then I'll pray for people. John, the Gospel of John chapter 1. I believe it says something like he was, uh, this life was the light of the world or something. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were created through him, and without him nothing was created that was created. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness does not overcome it. Jesus' life in you is the light of the world. It says you are the light of the world, a city on a hill. A light that lights up its own house. Everywhere you go, people see the light and the life of God living in you. Hallelujah. Glory. The law of the spirit of life. 
pushes out darkness, pushes out sin, pushes out disease. How many times do you go into a dark room and turn a light on and the darkness keeps the light from shining? Doesn't happen. That's you. Doesn't matter what the darkness is like. When you walk in, when you come into a room, all the darkness flees in Jesus name. Somebody type in the comments, I push out darkness. You're the light of the world, the salt of the earth. The law of the spirit of life. That's right, Brooke. That is in Christ is in you. And everywhere you go, you'll bring the light of the world and you'll push out darkness. You'll push out sickness. You'll push out disease. You'll push out sin. You'll push out everything from hell because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. I want to pray that you get deeper revelation of the life of God that is living inside of you and that you carry it, every, carry it everywhere that you go. Before I pray for you, I want to give you an opportunity to partner with our ministry financially. As you know, we feed 1,500 kids every single month in other countries. We have 11 other ministries that we partner with on a regular basis. And we're preaching the gospel to millions of people each and every single month on social media. We just passed 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. We just passed 2.6 million on TikTok. We've got over 3 million total social media followers that are being impacted by what God is doing here. And you can help us. You can connect your finances with us. I want to give you an opportunity to sow where you want to grow. To sow where you want to go. So whether you're watching this live or after this has already been posted, I want you to ask God, what would represent your best today? What would represent a seat of honor? Jesus said it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. In Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says that as you give, it is given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Men will give liberally into your bosom. So if you're blessed by this ministry, this is an opportunity for you to connect your finances. Some people give $100. Some people give $1,000. Many people will spend more money on Taco Bell or Starbucks this month than on the kingdom of God. Jesus said, where a man's money is, there his heart will be also. Billy Graham once said, give me five minutes with somebody's checkbook and I'll show you how much they love God. <laughs> that one is savage, but it's accurate. Your giving shows God that your heart is with the advancement of his kingdom. So I'm going to give people a second to give to the ministry. We're very blessed by your giving. The different ways that you can give are on Cash App at Dollar Sign Revival Way, Venmo at Revival Way, PayPal at Revival Way, 
or our website, revivalway.com, and you can click partner financially today. And I encourage you, become a reoccurring giver. Even if you can only give $20, $25 a month, it's not always about the number, it's about the proportion. Some people can give $20 a month, others give $2,000 a month. There's other people in the world that give ministries $20,000 a month. So it's not always about the number. It's about the proportion to which you're able to give. If you make $5,000 a month, but you only give $5 a month, then that portion is a little bit off. And I would uh, check with the Lord on it. But we're very thankful for everybody that gives to this ministry. You're a major blessing and you help us reach all of these people that we reach. You've helped to make it possible for us to do what we do. So we're very thankful for everyone that gives. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, every person that gives under the sound of my voice right now, I ask that you would do a money miracle for them. Angels, cause the word to work and cause the money to come. Satan, take your hands off of our money, and we thank you, Father, for a mighty harvest. Lord, I also pray, every person that gives big seed today, that you would pour out the spirit of wisdom and revelation that is found in Christ. Open the eyes of their understanding that they might see the life of God that is in them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, everyone, that's giving on uh, Venmo and Cash App and PayPal. That's right, Amber. It's very important to give with joy. The Bible says don't give out of pressure or compulsion. But to give with a joyful heart, to be happy to give to the advancement of God's kingdom. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that will watch these live streams. And they'll never give a dollar. But there are people that watch these live streams. And they'll give a lot. And they'll be blessed and they'll help us to reach more people. And I'm, I pray for them. All of our financial partners, I pray for you. Because you help make a big difference. And I know God is doing mighty wonders in your finances. I had a woman who was believing God for financial breakthrough in her life. And as she was believing God for financial breakthrough in her life, she only had $4 left. And I taught on giving. And she took those $4 and she sent them into the ministry on Cash App. And I remember getting the Cash App and seeing it. And I was like, oh, well, praise God. You know what? $4, glory to God. It wasn't something that made me go like, wow, $4. You know, it's when people have given you like $10,000 checks, you can't. $4 doesn't really make you go, wow. But I was humbled because a few days later, she messaged me and she said, Talon, I almost didn't send in those $4. I was too embarrassed. But she said, I took those $4 and I sent them into the ministry. And I said, God, I need breakthrough in my life. I need a financial miracle. This is all that I have. Mm. And she sent it into the ministry. And she said, two days later or a few days later, she was at church and a woman walked up to her and said, I felt like God just told me to give you this money. And it was $400 in cash. And so she took, I don't remember how much, like $200 of it and sewed it again. 
And people just began to continue blessing her. And everywhere that she went, she said people started giving her money. There was another woman. This was just recently too. She, uh, the first financial seed, well, Brooke's on here. Brooke, Brooke has a great testimony. Brooke sent in $50. And she said she got a $50,000 contract in her business. Glory to God. And here's the key. I'll help you to, for people that want to learn how to continue prospering. First fruits offerings. This is something maybe I'll teach on tomorrow for our money session. When God blesses you with financial breakthrough, the way that you keep that blessing going is by first fruits offerings. The Bible says, honor the Lord with the first fruits of all of thine increase. So when God increases you, you grab those first fruits and you sow them into a ministry. Specifically, the ministry that has blessed you. The ground that has blessed you because it's good ground. So like that woman, she gave the $4 and God blessed her with 400 She took 200 of it and sowed it as a first fruits offering. She took 50%, gave it as a first fruits offering back into the soil that God used to bless her. There was another woman named Chelsea. She gave $40, I think. And she said uh, the next day someone came up to her and gave her $400. And then she took out of that $400, another $100 and sewed it back into this ministry for a first fruits offering. And then she said the next week, somebody gave her $2,000. And so she took, I think $400 and sewed it back into the ministry as a first fruits offering. The next week, somebody came up and gave her, I think it was $4,000 or $5,000. And, and she just kept taking first fruits offering and giving them to the ministry. And the Lord kept blessing her. So make sure that you pay attention to your first fruits offerings. They make a difference. And that's how you experience quick and drastic increase in your finances. Well, there's a mini sermon on your sowing and reaping. But tomorrow, I'm going to teach you on the law, the spiritual law of sowing and reaping. How it is impossible to be a generous giver and to, not, and to not receive generous harvests. Until tomorrow, be blessed. I love you, and I will see you in the morning at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow. See ya.